Cinderella, Part Two. When the sisters returned from the ball, they found a sleepy little maiden sitting in the chimney corner, waiting for them. How late you are! cried Cinderella, yawning. Are you not very tired? Not in the least, they answered. And then they told her what a delightful ball it had been, and how the loveliest princess in the world had been there, and spoken to them, and admired their pretty dresses. Who was she? asked Cinderella slyly. That we cannot say," answered the sisters. She would not tell her name, though the prince begged her to do so on bended knee. "Dear sister," said Cinderella, "I too should like to see the beautiful princess. Will you not lend me your old yellow gown that I may go to the ball tomorrow with you?" "What?" Cried the sister angrily. "Lend one of my dresses to a little cinder maid. Don't talk nonsense, child." The next night, the sisters were more particular than ever about their attire. But at last, they were dressed, and as soon as their carriage had driven away, the godmother appeared. Once more, she touched her godchild with her wand, and in a moment, she was arrayed in a beautiful dress that seemed as though it had been woven on moonbeams and sunshine. So radiantly did it gleam and shimmer. She put her arms around her godmother's neck and kissed and thanked her. Goodbye, childie. Enjoy yourself. But whatever you do, remember to leave the ball before the clock strikes twelve. Said the godmother, and Cinderella promised. But the hours flew by so happily and so swiftly that Cinderella forgot her promise, until she happened to look at the clock and saw that it was on the stroke of twelve. With a cry of alarm, she fled from the room, dropping in her haste one of the little glass slippers. But with the sound of the clock strokes in her ears, she dared not wait to pick it up. The prince hurried after her in alarm, but when he reached the entrance hall, the beautiful princess had vanished, and there was no one to be seen but a forlorn little beggar maid creeping away into the darkness. Poor little Cinderella, she hurried home through the dark streets, weary and overwhelmed with shame. The fire was out when she reached her home. And there was no godmother waiting to receive her, but she sat down in the chimney corner to wait her sisters' return. When they came in, they could speak of nothing but the wonderful things that had happened at the ball. The beautiful princess had been there again, they said, but had disappeared just as the clock struck twelve. And though the prince had searched everywhere for her, he had been unable to find her. He was quite beside himself with grief," said the elder sister. "For there's no doubt he hoped to make her his bride." Cinderella listened in silence to all they had to say, and slipping her hand into her pocket, felt that the one remaining glass slipper was safe. 
for it was the only thing of all her grand apparel that remained of her. And the following morning there was a great noise of trumpets and drums, and a procession passed through the town, at the head of which rode the king's son. Behind him came a herald, bearing a velvet cushion upon which rested a little glass slipper. The herald blew a blast upon the trumpet and then read a proclamation saying that the king's son would wed any lady in the land who could fit the slipper upon her foot if she could produce another to match it. Of course, the sisters tried to squeeze their feet into the slipper, but it was of no use. They were much too large. Then Cinderella shyly begged that she might try. How the sisters laughed with scorn when the prince knelt to fit the slipper on the cinder maid's foot. But what was their surprise when it slipped on with the greatest ease. And the next moment Cinderella produced the other from her pocket. Once more she stood in the slippers and once more the sisters saw before them the lovely princess who was to be the prince's bride. For at the touch of the magic shoes, the little grey frock disappeared forever, and in place of it she wore the beautiful robe the fairy godmother had given to her. The sisters hung their heads with sorrow and vexation, but kind little Cinderella put her arms around their necks kissed them and forgave them for all their unkindness, so that they could not help but love her. The prince could not bear to part from his little love again, so he carried her back to the palace in his grand coach, and they were married that very day. Cinderella's stepsisters were present at the feast, but in the place of honor sat the fairy godmother. So the poor little cinder maid married the prince, and in time they came to be king and queen, and lived happily ever after.